Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, your journey, our passion. And by Dow Automotive Systems, improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. Welcome to AutoLine Daily. Coming up later in the show, we have a report about the new Honda Civic that was unveiled at the SEMA show. But now let's get to the latest news. Tesla stock took it on the chin yesterday after the company reported mixed third quarter earnings. The stock fell more than 11% after the markets closed. And folks, that is a huge drop. The company sold 5,500 cars in the last three months, including more than 1,000 of them in Europe. That boosted revenue to $431 million, up 6% as measured on a gap basis. That's an important point. GAAP stands for Generally Accepted Accounting Principles, and all major publicly traded companies have to report their earnings that way. But Tesla, being kind of a startup, does not have to use GAAP rules, at least not for the time being. Up to now, it's been reporting its earnings using non-GAAP standards, which makes its earnings look better. For example, using non-GAAP standards, Tesla reported a net profit of $16 million, but using GAAP standards, it reported a net loss of $38 million. You know, Tesla is an impressive company, but clearly the hype had outgrown the reality, and now the reality is catching up with the hype. Meanwhile, Toyota reported its earnings and the results are jaw-dropping, except that it's pretty clear Toyota's stellar financial performance has a lot to do with Japan deliberately driving down the value of the yen. Toyota sold 4.4 million vehicles worldwide in the last three months, but that was down 1% from a year ago. But even though sales fell, revenue shot up nearly 15% to $114 billion. Net profit shot up 82% to $11.2 billion. That means Toyota is turning in net profits that are more than General Motors and Volkswagen combined. Toyota is a good company, but it's not twice as good as GM and VW. And that's why this devaluation of the yen is starting to raise political opposition in the United States and in Europe. A few months back, Cadillac's chief of global marketing, Don Butler, abruptly quit the company, and now they just named his replacement. Uwe Ellinghaus will take over the position starting at the beginning of 2014. He comes from Mont Blanc International, which makes luxury pens and watches, where he was the executive vice president of marketing and sales. Before that, Ellinghaus held a number of marketing positions at BMW from 1998 to 2012. And no doubt Caddy wants to tap into his knowledge of how to attract upscale customers. Mark Royce, the head of GM's North American operations, says they did pretty well with the Chevy HHR. It sold around 100,000 units a year, and he wants a small panel wagon back in the lineup for small shops and light deliveries. GM will be buying small NV200 vans from Nissan, but Roy says that's a stopgap measure. He says GM needs its own vehicle, but it requires a new architecture that the company does not have. Roy says he wants to see Chevy get back into that space because he sees big growth opportunities, and no doubt he's keeping an eye on Ford's Transit Connect and doesn't want Ford to have that segment all to itself. 
Car sharing is becoming more and more popular and now the U.S. government wants to get in on the act. It's looking to see if car sharing can help reduce the cost of operating government fleets. The Detroit News reports that the General Services Administration, which manages around 200,000 vehicles, or about a third of the government's fleet, is launching a car sharing pilot program in Washington, D.C., Boston, New York City, and Chicago. The agency will work with Zipcar, Hertz, and Enterprise to see if it's more cost-effective than renting, leasing, or even purchasing a new car. The government spends around $3 billion a year maintaining its fleet of vehicles. And I think this car-sharing craze poses an existential threat to the auto industry as we know it, though we're still a decade away from seeing the full effect. Usually, the SEMA show in Las Vegas is all about customized and performance cars, but every now and then, an automaker sneaks a new model into the show, and we'll show you who did just that right after this. There's so much to love about Bridgestone's Dueler tires. The amazing traction, the quiet, comfortable ride, and they're really tough. It's like loving three tires in one. We're here at the gigantic SEMA show in Las Vegas, where you'll see everything from high-performance brake pads to custom floor mats, and of course, much, much more. But it's not just the aftermarket manufacturers that are here. OEMs take the show seriously as well, like Honda, who decided that SEMA was the right place to introduce the new 2014 Civic Coupe. Well, this is the new 2014 Honda Civic Coupe, following up the major refresh that we did with the sedan in 2013. In 2014, we did a major redesign of the Coupe. So some of the parts that you see, this is the Civic SI Coupe here, and you can see some of the changes on this one start with a new front end, which includes a new front bumper fascia, a new grill. The SI grill is, a, is an exclusive honeycomb grill shape, a new more sculpted hood and sculpted fenders, as well as new side view mirrors. And in the back of the car, there's a new bumper fascia with a new rear diffuser, as well as a uh, new taillight for that one. So it's a pretty major redesign, following up a major redesign of the uh, sedan last year. But Honda isn't just introducing the new Civic Coupe here at SEMA. It's also taking the wraps off its new street performance parts line called HPD. And they're first available on the CRZ, where you'll see custom wheels and high-performance exhaust and a little something extra underneath the hood. So in this vehicle, we are introducing a new supercharger that attaches straight onto our uh, hybrid engine on this one to deliver about 70 extra horsepower. Now that will be going on sale in the spring at your Honda dealers. So Honda performance development with the CRZ is all about performance. So all about stopping quicker, starting quicker, and turning quicker. So when you see an HPD line, that's what it's all about. Honda wasn't the only OEM to showcase its new vehicles here at SEMA. I'm here at the jam-packed Ford exhibit, where amongst other things, it'll be showcasing its EcoBoost-powered EcoBoost Daytona prototype. And right around the corner from here is Chevy, where it had a custom vet designed for the Gran Turismo video game. And Chrysler rounded out the day with the unveiling of its Mopar 14 Challenger. But that's it for us from the SEMA show. I'm Sean McElroy in Las Vegas, Nevada for AutoLine Daily. 
We'll have a lot more behind-the-scenes look at the SEMA show in the coming days. But be sure to join us tomorrow night for Autoline After Hours. Our guest is the chief engineer on the new Corvette, Taj Juchter. Start thinking of the kinds of questions you would like to pose to him, and then get those questions into us. And then join me and the auto extremist for the best insider information in the business. And that wraps up today's report. Thanks for tuning in, and please join us again tomorrow.